Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. Today's guest is Jackie Armsden. Jackie is an indie author, mother of two, and host of the podcast, These Moms Write. She's all about helping busy moms achieve their writing goals and dreams, whether it be picture books, poetry, anything in between. Before we dive into the episode, I also want to share some quick perspective on why today's topic is personal to me. I've written professionally in many capacities, and I've long ebbed and flowed with many journaling style writing practices that are more self-care oriented, but I'm also pulled to creative writing, and it's been only in the last few years that I've really reclaimed that creative writing process for myself and realized how much I missed it and how fulfilling it is to me. One of the things I struggled a lot with when I had little kids is just having the bandwidth and energy for creativity, and I think a lot of moms are creatively starved and have sadly just kind of accepted that that's how it needs to be. And I'm here to tell you that there's there's a way. It might be small and might not look like what it used to or even look like the same expression, but I hope you'll try something again. All right, so let's get started. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me here, Whitney. My pleasure. So we're talking about moms and writing today, a subject that I know you're very familiar and refreshingly candid about. I know that when you had kids, Just to set the scene a little bit, you'd published a book. And so clearly you were in flow with your, or pretty in flow with your writing process. How did the transition to motherhood change that for you? Yeah, that's a good question. So I started writing actually before I had my son, my first child. And the big challenge that I had, and I still remember this vividly. So I was working, you know, full time and no, actually I was working part time. So I set up my life so that I would have two days of uninterrupted writing time. And then I worked in like a corporate setting for three days. And so my, you know, I was terrified as soon as I found out that I was pregnant, like, Oh my God, what about my writing life? And so I um, took off mat leave early, so I had it all lined up, right? I'm from Canada, and so we get a year off for mat leave, which is, you know, pretty awesome. But I wanted even more, so I had it scheduled so that I would be off mat leave six weeks early. And I thought, okay, that's going to be my writing time. I'm going to get this manuscript finished. And then, of course, my son came six weeks early. And so the first thought I had when he was born like out of my body and like I'm on the you know still in the delivery room was like oh there goes my writing time <laughs> <laughs> I just really needed writing as part of my like day-to-day but I couldn't for that first you know I think oh this is what I hear from all moms and it's like completely understandable you know you, those first few months you definitely cannot you're just in survival mode 
I think just the sleeping and, you know, my son's birth was complicated. And so all of that, you know, you're just completely stressed out. Like writing was the last thing on my mind at that point. Yeah. Well, and even if you, I feel like in those early phases, even if you magically could find the time, the, the presence mentally of what you're bringing to the page, could I can em- envision just like the brain fogginess. No one's sleeping at that time. So no, no one's sleeping. <laughs> he was just such a crier. Um, <laughs> it was a time of upheaval for sure. And that's fine, right? There's seasons of writing and it was not the season for writing. So that was a real damper. But I think, you know, when I look back at myself, like what I wish I would have known and, and why I started the my, my own podcast was because like when I got out of that phase, it doesn't last forever. Right? You, you get your hang of it and you're, you, know, you want a toddler. Like they're not even babies that long. Like it feels long at the time, but like that doesn't even last that long. And so you get into your groove. That's when, you know, I was like, I really want to be writing. And so then I would always be like looking for opportunities. Like my whole goal of the day, like my son is very active was to like, I'm like, get him out, wear him down. So that he falls asleep at 12 o'clock for that nap or one o'clock, you know, so that I could have that time. And that was like all I cared about during those, like that, that year or so. And, uh, or meeting, I would also try to like arrange swaps with other parents. Always. I was always like kind of hustling for a, a swap partner because I really wanted writing time and, you know. I never really found one. And it was funny because people would often, like other moms, I didn't find the moms that like were into that too, because I just remember like the, like the awkwardness of like, well, why do you want to swap? Like, you know, what am I going to do with the free time? I was like, don't you have things you want to do? Like writing, but I didn't find those people. And so I felt like kind of alone as a result, like, that I felt bad that I wanted to have time away from my child to be to do writing. And I think just feeling that need for a long time, it's just part of me. It, it always will be part of me is like that need to have time to write, but not finding right. the community. Yeah. Well, first of all, I celebrate you for, for being honest about that and put in asking because I think if it it's too bad you didn't find that. And I hope maybe in our social media more age, that's like a, a benefit of social media that maybe you can find somebody that is like-minded because what's coming up for me, I think it's Emily P. Freeman that talks about this a lot is writing in, in chunk time versus crack time. And I realized when I, you know, whenever I would try to take on any type of creative project when my kids were really young is it's easy to feel resentment if you're constantly getting interrupted and you never really have that space. Right. Yeah. But I also like how you said that it was a season, the toddlerhood. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's times if you're, if you're the parent who's in charge of, of the kids and you're trying to write on the side and you know, naps, your only hope, (laughs) you know, you're not getting, you're not getting anything done when they're clanging around. Right. Yeah, it's naturally but and you can get a lot done. And I think I didn't realize it then because I was so used to having like ten hours of uninterrupted time. But you know, I talk to moms now all the time through my podcast, and like I talked to one, she wrote you know a book in nap times, just nap times alone in three months. Yeah, 
Well, so you do talk to a lot of moms. I know you've been leaning into helping moms for a while now. What, so time, energy, what are some of the other, you know, pain points you're hearing a lot in these conversations? I think, yeah, like, I think time is always the, the big one and energy, as you mentioned, you know, so feeling exhausted from caring for your child, but there's also distraction, you know, feeling like it's hard to engage in writing when you do have the time. Burnout, which, you know, is connected to energy, but I think is something a little bit more profound. You know, we see that when people, you know, they haven't had other parts of their life that would fuel them. So engaging with other friends or their spiritual connection that fuels you or having new experiences, all of that, which would normally fuel you as a, as a creative in, in any pursuit, but also writing. So that, you know, that can be a, a real burnout. Yeah. I mean, I remember one of my favorite writing teachers I ever had said, what's your, we had to go around in the writing class and say what our most important, our most important not writing habit for writing was, right? Oh, and so for example, hers was running because she needed to fuel herself that way. Yeah. So I just, I understand what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. I want to lean into distraction a little bit because it's easy, especially when we get into moms, I guess this goes into the, this goes into the time situation too, but I think it's a really easy scapegoat. And I've fallen into this trap myself to be like, "Ugh, it's not worth it unless I have a week retreat. I find myself thinking <laughs> like if I had this week retreat where I just had the blank page and I all this time uninterrupted, I'd all of a sudden ma- magically be a novelist. But I think a lot of writers would argue that that's not always the case. How how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think you can make it happen. And there is no real shortage of time. You can make time. Like anyone can make time. And what you're, what's stopping you is probably actually something else, like maybe fear or a block or something else. Because, you know, I get up now at 5 a.m. and I just do an hour of writing. It's not even... It's probably like 5.30 by the time I sit down. It's really just one hour increment. But I can, you know, I've got, you know, a quarter done in my current novel starting with this. And I've been doing it since January, right? So I think that you you can find time. And I think that distraction, though, is a real challenge, especially with, you know, how we're all really tied to our phones. And so if you do have that limited amount of time, making sure that you safeguard it, you know, time blocking is another way is being really intentional with the time. This is for writing and do not use that for social media time because that is going to immediately eat up all of that time and you're going to feel it afterwards. So whether you, you know, there's also moms that write at night. I just, I could never do that. And so I actually... I was just getting more frustrated trying to write at night. And then that just was compounding my guilt. So like find the space that works for you. And it it could be like you mentioned in small increments during when you're waiting in the school lineup, like it doesn't have to be extended. Uh, I think everyone can find a a system that works within their lives. I think so too. And I think part of what you're, you're saying that resonates with me is just the consistency is Mm-hmm. is almost more important. And it can, even if it's 20 minutes in the morning, but having that, 
you know, writing practice and habit and creating that consistency can really be a game changer, even if it's small increments, like you went from having eight hours multiple times a week to an hour a day. It's different, but I bet you've made progress. Absolutely. And, and I'm doing, I'm writing, using my time smarter now. I don't think I was like, I had so much time, but I didn't even know what I was doing because I didn't reach out. There's so many resources now available that you can use to give you guidance about writing. So for example, Save the Cat is a really popular book about writing, which is amazing because it just illuminates the structure of a novel and like demystifies the whole concept of what you should be writing and what section of the novel and what that section is about. Whereas, you know, I wrote my first novel. It took me like 10 years because I was like, I'll write over here. And I'm writing over here. <laughs> well, I don't know what I was doing with that. You know, I was just writing in random directions. So it took me a long time. And it was very useful. And I think that's, again, like that, using the the limited amount of time that you have. Mm -hmm. Those that are intuitive writers, the pantsers among us, they just want to sit down and write. But I I do encourage people to also use that time effectively by doing some planning. With books like that, uh, I I was one of those people that never planned. But I I am now and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, this is much more effective if I actually have a general direction of where I'm going with this. That's helpful. Save the cat. Okay, we'll make sure to capture that in the show notes. And yeah, I agree. Like sometimes for some people, it's just showing up to the page, but other people maybe having that structure in place, especially since writing can be so solitary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And show up to the page for sure. Like for me, my process was definitely just showing up to the page just getting in there, just getting words out. And then when I felt like, I was like, oh, I, th- I think I know, I think I have a, a character here, right? For me, that was my hybrid. It's like, then I could, okay, step back. After writing a couple chapters, I just wrote intuitively for like my first three chapters. And then you kind of feel a spot where you're like, I don't really know what needs to happen next. It was pretty clear. Now suddenly I don't see the roadmap anymore. So if you get to that point, like, pause and maybe that's your clue to, you know, use a a resource like Save the Cat. That sounds, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, so you're, you seem to be kind of back into your rhythms with hindsight and knowing what you went through with baby and toddlerhood and knowing that you're out of that now, what other advice do you have for women who lost their creative spark during somewhere along the line with motherhood for reclaiming their creativity, whether it's writing or possibly anything else, but specifically writing. Yeah. I think that you just nailed it on the head there, Whitney. I don't think it has to be with writing because sometimes you, if you, there can be a lot of resistance that you have to writing and we know that writer's block is a thing. And so it may be just starting a writing project, even though you identify as a writer is too much for you at that time. And don't let that stop you, your creativity overall, because there's other things you can do. I think I didn't come back to writing right away. Like uh, I mentioned that, you know, after my, the birth of my first son, I found ways to get back into writing. I eventually many long years later, published my debut novel, and then boom, my daughter was born. And at, <laughs> at that point, I stopped writing altogether for five years. 
And the reason was I, you know, I was, I felt burnt out from the self-publishing process and I'd lost my writing community due to moves. And I was just like depleted. What got me back to writing, which, you know, um, with my current project was engaging in other kinds of creativity, which one thing I did was my daughter, I, I recorded her voice and, and did like a, she, she just spontaneously recited the entire going on a bear hunt song one day and I was recording it and I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if I did an animation? You know, I'm not a trained drawer, but I like experimenting with technology. So I did like a very simple animation of a little girl, like that looks like her. And so we have like this one minute video of going on a bear hunt uh, voiced by my, you know, two year old daughter. And it was just like, it was, I got back into that space of that, what if, like, what's going to happen? Could I do this? Which is, I think, what draws us into our writing project. So for me, that was one of the things that got me back into writing was doing other kinds of creative projects. And I know uh, I was speaking to a mom and she was a dancer. And when she had her children, she's like, I can't go to the studio she also was a writer. She's like, but I don't think I have the energy to write either. I just don't have the headspace for it. And so she started weaving. She started textile weaving. And she built up like this whole business in textile weaving, which, you know, we talk about seasons. She's now completely walking away from because her kids are older enough. She wants to back, get back to dance and writing. And so but what I loved was like, yeah, you can do other creative pursuits and maybe you won't build up an entire like amazing Etsy business, but it does fuel you, right? So I think giving yourself permission to do arts and crafts with the kids, you know, take up baking or it could be, you know, I did a lot of creative work in my, my day job too. I, I, I started exploring like how to use creative approaches in my day job. So I think all mm-hmm. of that helps you to get back that creative spark if if you do have resistance. Absolutely. I, I think I think that that's a, a universal lesson that if you it, with writing if you're if you're feeling creatively blocked, sometimes just giving it resting space and I love your suggestion to just do something totally different that feels kind of in that creative zone. It's, it's amazing to me how that sometimes is just like, then lo and behold, you get, you get a little whisper and you want to write versus, you know, having it be feeling forced. So that's a great suggestion. Yeah. And you want to make sure that like, it doesn't feel forced because I think as moms, like we have so much obligation on us already. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I want to make sure we get to this because I was giggling and enjoying myself getting ready to chat with you because some of your titles are just hilarious. Like one of your pieces was titled making mom's writing dreams of reality with a side of hemorrhoid. And I was like, okay, I'm glad she's coming on this show because all moms need a laugh. What role has humor played for you in terms of just being honest about your writing process as a mom? Yeah, that's a good question. I think For me, I mean, that's one of the things that got me back to writing was I was just realizing how ridiculous it is to be middle-aged 
hemorrhoids included, which are 100% the fault of my children and, you know, the, the, the trauma that childbearing and birthing puts on your body. And I started talking to people and they all have like these ridiculous stories about um, how their bodies are changing. And so I feel like for myself, humor has always been my means of like connecting with people. And so that was the inspiration for me getting back to my writing. It was like, you know what? I, I thought I didn't have anything to say, but now that I've had, you know, lots of years to understand myself, one thing that people do say about me is my humor. And it made me realize that this is unique about my voice and I want to share that. And I think that's an important takeaway. Like you might not, you might not feel humorous, but everybody has something unique in their, about their voice. And I think the beauty of being in your 40s is that you, you, I think you've had enough time to figure out what that is. You know, I, I think we, that is an insight you get when you're at this stage in life is understanding like your voice and how you see the world's differently than other people. And that's, that's the gem. That's the magic sauce right there. Absolutely. So I'm glad you brought this all up because for some women who feel called to write, I I hear a lot of moms being like, what am I going to write about now? You know, like my life is diapers and what vegetables my kids, you know, they get in this headspace, but I think every woman has a story, right? Every, and so if you get tapped to write, if you have the calling, I think you should try it. Right. But what about for, what advice would you have for women, moms, especially when they're like, I don't know what to write about. I want to create a practice that I just don't even know what to write about. I, you know, that's a good question because I was just thinking about this today, Whitney. One problem I have is I get so excited about everybody else's story. You know, I went to visit my friend last summer and she's a beekeeper. And I was like, oh my God, your life is so interesting. I want to write a novel about a beekeeper. And it just struck me today that my life is interesting too. I'm not a beekeeper, but there are aspects about my life that are you would be fascinating to other people. And I think we just need to step back and start there. You know, you don't have, there's, you know, maybe it's where you live. Maybe it's your family composition. Maybe it's what you did in your youth. Maybe it's your day job. Maybe it's hobbies. You know what I mean? I think there's something that is unique and interesting about all of our lives. And you just need to like step back and find that thing and start there. Absolutely. And I would also add kind of just starting with what's true, what is true, like for you, and that can be an inroads into kind of finding that differentiator. And then, you know, I know we're coming up against time, but I wanted to ask you, because we talked, I wanted to circle back because we, I mentioned, and it's true, writing can be really solitary. And I think it's super easy. And I've experienced this to get discouraged and question yourself because you're holed up, you're writing, you're not spending time outside. You're, you know, sometimes getting help with your kids. So you can even have, you know, or, you know, bartering with your spouse. So you have this time and it's really easy to be like, Oh my God, am I torturing myself? Why am I even doing this? Who's going to read this and get into this kind of self-doubt spiral. So when we get into this blah cycle, I'm curious, what you've done to kind of step back into your power. Mm, Yeah. I think surrounding yourself with a a great writing community is important. So 
you know, there's lots of great online spaces. Uh, if you're a mom, you know, you're welcome to join our my Facebook group. There's other ones too, so that you can, you know, lean on the other mom writers out there. That's probably one of the most effective ones. And I think though, like when I get really discouraged by the publication process or our marketing, which is very easy to do because, you know, We've been talking a lot about writing, but getting it out there is like another huge piece of it and it can be really overwhelming. And I would say I see that as probably the most highest anxiety point among writers. And then I always suggest to go, you know, go, just go back to your writing for a while, because for me, that's the, the place that I I get my strength from. And it's not always, like you said, some days... Maybe I'll woken up at 5 a.m. and I'm like, I just kind of sat there. <laughs> that was a very early wake up for no real reason. But it's that, you know, I know that if I keep pushing past that, eventually I will get back to that, that juicy, juicy creativity. And for me, that's what fuels me is, is getting back to that space and, and also, you know, reaching out to people and talking to people like you, like, again, I, I do have the benefit of, of a podcast. And so that's what I love about it is I get to reach out to people and talk to them. And for me, that's my, what energizes me, right? But it does, you don't have to have a podcast. You can just reach out online. There's really great mom writers communities. So they can do that for you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I know we're, we're hitting up, hitting up against time, but I, I just want to squeeze in a few more for those of us who are seasoned writers. I feel like everyone has their own little, little hacks for actually getting the job done. I I love how you're talking about creating this consistent writing time and having it be a practice. Anything else that comes to mind that would be helpful for women who just really want to lean into consistency with a writing practice? Yeah. I mean, when you do write consistently, and so I know not everybody writes every day, and that's totally okay. But the great part of that is that when you do write every day, it's like the story is always like playing in the back of your mind. And so I might get up at 5 a.m. to write. But I also have writing thinking time that is part of writing too. And so that could be when I'm driving. It could be when I'm going for a walk. I've also like, I personally like baths, but showers are a very popular one. Showers and because I, I did pull some moms about this, showers and driving, but like not stop start driving, like 70 miles an hour kind of consistent driving. And so I think honoring like that's part of writing too. And when you're when you're in the the mode of even just a tiny bit of writing every day, that you can use that time to like leap forward because you kind of can only go so far with that, but it keeps the momentum, right? So I think that's another good one. And if you are writing it in your car dictation apps some moms write their entire books on dictation apps like different people you know can use that differently I usually like it just for notes I can't really get into like writing a scene that way but there's lots of great dictation apps and then other apps for like transcribing it from whatever form you have so those are some really good I think probably my most successful pieces is those two That's really helpful. Thank you so much. So as we come to the close, I always, and you're a writer, so I imagine you're a reflective person. 
I always take a minute just because I'm all about connecting women more to themselves, more to their truth, more of what lights them up. And so I want to just ask you what you think women should be asking themselves more. Who can you ask for help? Hopefully it's someone who wants to do a toddler trade. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree. You like, I, I just, I just want to echo how profound that is because I found in my experience in all my professional pursuits, when you ask, especially another mom for help, you give her permission to do the same thing. And so it, and it's like, whoa, perfect. And the kids are happy. Everybody's happy. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Totally. I mean, even, you know, I'm even your spouse. I think a lot of moms are hesitant to ask their spouse for time. I don't have the time. Uh, no, no, I can't ask that. And then can, can you though? Like just try it. And then we do carry like the burden of, of childcare. And so we often, I felt, I felt hesitant to ask my husband for help, but I have engaged in that negotiation and he's been really amazing, but it's, I don't know why I, I had this internal block, like, ah, I shouldn't ask. Well, I think there's a lot there because writing doesn't, writing and the stuff writing that you do doesn't always immediately have a monetary value connected right away. And so I think that there is some mom guilt, again, that comes up for asking help when yeah. it's like, oh, but I found that most of the time when you can articulate what the process of writing means to you, then hopefully if you have a friend or a spouse, they can see how it, how important it is to you, regardless, you know, who cares what you're doing it for and know that that'll help you, you know, fuel the rest of your life. So. Totally. Yeah, it's so important. You don't know unless you ask, though. So I'm you know? so glad that was your question. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I hope I know there's lots of moms who have a story in them and want to share their voice and would love to connect with you. So can you please tell us where we can learn more and follow you and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm always taking guests. So if they want to reach out to me, they can do so through Probably the easiest is searching the Facebook group so they could join that or just me. My name is Jackie Amston. And then my Facebook group for the podcast is These Moms, right? So they're welcome to join that. And you can just DM me if they're interested and I will take it from there. Um, you know, I'm also on Instagram. Same name, Jackie Amston. And I am happy to chat over, you know, DM as well there if they're interested and and we can set that up. Absolutely. Well, I'll make sure to capture all this in the show notes. So anyone who's listening and wants to connect can have that amazing opportunity and experience community and writing if they haven't had that before. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. This was really a fun episode. Thanks. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.